So if someone is not a good fit and you have to just get over the fear of someone not liking you, right? And I think that that that's one of the biggest fears in marketing, especially as an entrepreneur, because you're the person in the front. You are listening to The Productivity Podcast. This is not just another productivity podcast that puts more pressure on you to wake up at 5 a.m., work eight hours a day, or check off a hundred tasks to be productive, successful, and happy. Hey there, I'm Brittany Dixon, and we're here to create your life by design and explore the true end goal of productivity, to live a meaningful, impactful, fulfilled life and business without sacrificing your family. We're here to give you the bite-sized productivity hacks and digital organizing tips to create routines in your life and business that free up your time for family, more self-care, creativity and passion projects, bougie meals, travel, or whatever makes you happy. We're here to help you work smarter, not harder, and live the life you love without the burnout. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Productivity Podcast. Super excited to dive in today. Um, We are going to be sharing about how to stop running in circles with your marketing efforts. And helping us today is Rita Suzanne. Rita, thank you so much for coming in. Yay, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, So we'll have everything about Rita in the show notes, but um, why don't you just dive in and kind of give us your story and tell us a little bit about your journey. Oh, it's a long one. So uh, (laughs) um, about eight years ago, I decided that I wanted to be at home with my kids and I had to figure out, okay, so what am I going to do in order to be at home with my kids? So I taught myself um, website design branding and online marketing. And here I am (laughs) still home with my kids. Yes. Yes. It's so awesome. Like the crazy journey that we go on as entrepreneurs and it's like a complete roller coaster. and how many pivots. I mean, I'm sure you've pivoted quite a bit. Yeah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We've, I've pivoted a ton. I went from organizing events to organizing houses to organizing businesses and then even niching down from that. So it's always a crazy, crazy roller coaster. So how old are your kiddos? Um, so my sons are 11 and 13. And then in 2020, my sister passed. So I actually have my nieces now as well. And they are 12 and 14. So I like to say I have a house of hormones. And yeah, <laughs> I know when we talked about this before, I'm like, my girls are like eight going on 13. And I'm not excited for that stage like at yeah. all. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I'm excited to dive in and really talk about how to simplify your marketing and stop running in circles. But um, marketing is such a broad term. In your Mm -hmm. own words, could you kind of give us like your perspective on marketing and what that looks like? So to me, marketing is basically letting everyone know about your business, right? I mean, as simple as it can be, because, you know, how are people going to find out about you if they don't know? Yeah, (laughs) you know, who you are, what you, you know, what you do and who you serve. And so basically you're just out here shouting and letting everyone know, Hey, look at me over here. I can help you. Um, so obviously you started the business to be a stay at home mom and to be able to have that like flexibility and freedom and stuff. But how did you, cause again, it's probably pivoted and shifted. How did you really become passionate about the marketing side? Like, did you just dive in and you're like, website design, let's do it. Or like, how did you come to that decision? 
Um, well, actually, uh, website design is a part of marketing, right? Like you, you're marketing your business. Most people want a website in order to, to do that. And so being an entrepreneur, I always tell people, you have to do all the things you have to do. <laughs> you have to do every single thing. And obviously we get some help here and there, but as an entrepreneur and as somebody who started it out, really just bootstrapping it and just trying to you know, do everything myself, I couldn't um, hire anybody else. And so it was like, I had to learn all these things. And then plus, my clients, they were new, and they needed help learning all these things. And so I would then just pass on to them the things that I learned as I was moving forward in my business. For sure. And it's the thing of like, you just have to be a few steps ahead of the person, right? Like even Mm -hmm. when I started organizing houses, I'm like, I'm just so really good at organizing. Like Mm -hmm. your house is completely different than mine, but I'll figure it out. Um, So it is just, it's being a few steps ahead of people and the bootstrapping thing. I'm sure that hits home with a lot of our listeners um, because most of them are newer entrepreneurs who they're really good at the thing that they're doing, but it's the back end business stuff and the marketing. I think marketing is probably everyone's like top nemesis. (laughs) I think it is. Yeah. It's it's mine too. And like staying consistent in marketing is one of the hardest things. I think that's the biggest thing. Social media is such an amazing tool but it is so noisy, like so noisy and you have to break through that noise. And I think that's where people start getting in this hustle mode of marketing and like all the things. And they're like, I have to be on every single platform and I have to be everywhere at all times. And Mm -hmm. I think we really just need to simplify. I think that's (laughs) everybody's word, especially after the past two years, we're like, we have to like be more simple, more intentional. But what is maybe one of those top strategies that you feel like has worked really, really Really well for yourself or your clients or both in the marketing space? I think the biggest thing that you can do is really figure out who your target audience is, yeah. where they are, and really just focus in on that thing and stay there. I mean, I feel like you can schedule any of your posts out on all platforms, but as far as like building an audience, stay on the one, one platform and build there for sure. instead of trying to build everywhere at one time, because that's what creates the burnout. And, you know, with entrepreneurs, there's often that feast and famine cycle, which is all too prominent because we will market, 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 and then we'll get clients, clients, and we're just like overwhelmed with the clients. Right. And then all of a sudden (laughs) the clients are about to be done and you're like, Oh no, I got a market, 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 you know, and it becomes a, it's just so stressful and it creates that burnout that none of us want, but all of us get. (laughs) Yes, for sure. So I think if like, you said, you really hone in and find your person and you know Mm -hmm. where they are, like then you can simplify your marketing so you can be consistent the entire time versus like going all in on marketing and then all in on clients and getting that burnout because that's, I think that's the biggest thing is people, they dive all the way in and then they Mm -hmm. just stop marketing (laughs) like completely. Like, but I did it for a month. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. it has to be all the time. Like you can't turn it off. So yeah, I think that's huge. I think ideal client and really nailing that down and spending more time. This is something I didn't do enough of. I did not do enough like of the market research and like 
really diving in and asking the questions. So I think that's mm-hmm. a huge one. So maybe- a lot of times we assume <laughs> like that we know who, who the person yes, is. Yes. We were just talking about this before we recorded. I was like, I named the podcast, the process for profit show, because I'm like processes for money. And it didn't really go over super well. I mean, people got the gist, but it's not super searchable because people aren't mm-hmm. searching for processes. They're searching for productivity and how to get more right. done. And I was like, oh, this is genius. But I didn't ask people. I just named it. So mm-hmm. it does make sense. So what was, uh, this is always interesting. What was maybe the, like one of the worst things you did as a marketer or that you spent time or money on that was just like, a complete bust. I mean, <laughs> I'll go back to, um, you know, I've always offered the same service, right? It's always been website design for me, but yeah. the way that I used to do them was in big, long projects. And then now I do like the intensives, but who I've tried to serve and the way that I've changed my services have always been like up, down, up, down, up, down. And so that's where I've always had my pivoting, right? It's yeah. like, okay, I'm going to offer this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to offer this. And so what happened then is I think that your message then becomes diluted because, and so I think that that's my biggest, um, has been the biggest. Oh yeah. yeah. I would say that's probably my, my biggest thing too. I mean, I've done the, like, I'm going to pay for Facebook ads, even though it doesn't convert organically. So that's a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, if I just throw money at it, it'll work, right? That's mm-hmm. not a good strategy. But I, I love that because I think that the people that are very consistent in what they offer and who they offer mm-hmm. it to and how they talk to that person, those are the ones that are becoming really successful because that's your go-to. And they go fast. And then also, like we talked about before, was niching down. Like if you yes. are able to, and it's so scary. Like for me, it's super scary, even yep. though I've been serving these clients for all this time, but to really niche down in my marketing and go after them yep. is it's scary because like, oh my gosh, like what, yeah. what if, you know, like, <laughs> I totally feel you. Cause when I first started, I was like, Oh, it's systems. I can help everyone. Everybody. And, and yeah. then I got no one. So then I'm like, okay, cool. I like working with women more than men. So then I mm-hmm. narrowed it down a little more and I'm like, okay, I don't want to really work with product-based businesses. So I'll just do service. So like I kept mm-hmm. niching down and every time I niched down, I got more people because they right. know exactly you're talking to them versus like Mm -hmm. trying to talk to everyone. So I think that that is huge, huge, huge. Um, So with these like pivots and shifts in your messaging, like as a entrepreneur, that's kind of like bootstrapping, kind of doing some of that, most of it by yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you prioritize some of those different things? Because you're like, I niched down my messaging, but now I have to go change it on Facebook and Instagram and my website and all of the things. (laughs) I like to batch stuff. So as far as like marketing my stuff, I like to I'll just write everything, create all the images, posts in and batch everything in one day. But as far as like how I work, I like to dedicate specific days to doing certain things. And so, you know, like website stuff would be on my Wednesday and, you know, and then I would just, you know, fix everything on that day versus trying to be all over the place and do all the things at once. It just can really throw everything off. Oh yeah. We talk about batching literally everything. (laughs) Um, We're actually batching all of our episodes in January for like the entire first season through May. That just does Mm -hmm. so many good things, right? Like you can focus on that thing. I always like to talk about buckets, right? Like if you're trying to fill 17 buckets one at a time, it's going to take so long to fill one of them versus if you're pouring all the way into one or two, 
it's going to fill up mm-hmm. faster. So I love that. That's probably the only way that I could get anything done because yeah. <laughs> I would get, I would get so distraught. I've like diagnosed myself with ADHD and I'm like, you cannot yeah. stay focused for anything. <laughs> yes. And that's, so. I mean, that's where we teach about like having less tabs open and like only working on one thing at the same time. It's just so, there's so much going on in the digital space. Like it's a lot, it's a lot of moving mm-hmm. pieces for sure. So with the kind of like bootstrapping all the things, how do you kind of decide where to go all in? Like, is it video? Is it Instagram mm-hmm. stories? Like, how do you, I know we talked about kind of that ideal client, but mm-hmm. um, what if somebody maybe hates video? Like I am very against video, but I do it right. Keep pushing. I'd rather be on the podcast mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Um, like what kind of tips do you have maybe for somebody who's kind of starting and needing to get those marketing efforts up kind of how to get started and even like dipping their toes in. But I know that I feel like when you do video though, it creates a connection so quickly, but I understand that people are afraid. I I remember when I first did my first like live video, (laughs) I was terrified. Even when I did my first like interview as a podcast guest, I was terrified (laughs) because, you know, I was like, Oh my gosh, what, you know, and this, these were a long time ago. And so when I did my first live, it was on Periscope, like at like a million Uh, years ago. And I was so scared. I made my little note cards. I had my three points that I was going to do sweating literal bullets. And every, every time that I would do it though, it got easier and easier for me to do. So I think like, if you need to connect with people right away, video is great for you to do that. If you can't do that, you could do, you know, um, videos that aren't camera facing, right? Like you could do tutorial videos without having your face shown. You could do like, it's just like when we're speaking, there is a connection that's created by your voice, by being able to look at your people in the eye. Like when I, um, I always know when a, um, inquiry comes in, I want to always do a video call with them because it creates a better connection with the client. And almost like nine out of 10 times that client is going to sign because we have created that bond. But when somebody wants to just do a voice call, chances are, (laughs) you know, like things can get misconstrued. Like I can't read their facial expressions. I can't really tell like, you know, what they're feeling. And so I do encourage video straight up, but it it doesn't always have to be video. You can do other things like voice can connect as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, a couple of points on that. So my, my first Facebook live, holy moly is cringy. Like first off, Mm -hmm. I don't like watching myself even on like current ones. I went Mm -hmm. back to that one, one time and I was like, Oh my God, how do I delete this from the internet? Like delete this from the entire universe because this is horrible. So I think there's a lot of mindset that goes into this, obviously. Um, What are some of those kind of maybe like mindset tips you have and kind of shifts around that? Because I'm I'm going through a sprint right now. I'm in the Aloha Millionaire program and we're going on this crazy 90-day sprint and like the mindset work around this is insane. So Mm -hmm. even when somebody just getting started, like what are some of those mindset tips you have around putting yourself out there in marketing? Especially on video or just in general? Um, Just in general, but video, I think, is probably the biggest one that people have questions about. Well, that's why I was saying I made my little note card with, I had a little post-it with the three points that I wanted to make sure that I hit on. And, you know, I I know it's a huge fear because
because what I equate it to is like, you're on stage, especially in a live where nobody is, you can't see anybody. Yes. Um, you're on stage and all the lights are blaring at you and you don't know, like, yeah. <laughs> do they like me? Do I sound good? Am yeah. I being well received? And so I just think like, just keep doing it, keep moving forward, keep pushing. Yeah. It'll get easier and easier as it you does, go for sure. And try not to be overly critical about it. I don't edit because I'm like, I couldn't listen to the whole episode of myself again. Like, no, thank you. And, and I'll have people, they'll say to me, cause you know, on my podcast, they're like, oh, I love your voice. It's so soothing. I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> okay. And that's the thing, right? Like we have to let people form their own opinions about all the things you right. will, like, it's guaranteed that you will get somebody that doesn't like you. And it, you just have to be okay with that a hundred percent because not everyone's going to like you. You crave a community of like-minded individuals who just get you. You were looking for the shortcuts and systems to help you work smarter, not harder in your business. You were looking for help with tech and tools. You were looking for the accountability and someone to keep pushing you to move the needle forward. You need to bounce ideas off of others and stop feeling so alone running your business. The Productivity Pod community is here for you. We are all about community, connection, and creating a business that supports your goals and dreams without the burnout and sacrifice. We host a free monthly office hours where you can bring your burning business questions, a coffee and connections call to get to know each other, and a members mingle happy hour for some fun and your favorite beverage. You can post your free offers and events in the group and create co-working pods to get stuff done together. We have a separate app to eliminate social media distractions. Come to the pod with intention. Join free at the Productivity Pod Community.co. The whole yeah. point of marketing is to attract and repel. So if someone is not a good fit and you have to just get over the fear of someone not liking you, right? And I think that that's one of the biggest fears in marketing in, especially as an entrepreneur, because you're the person in the front. And so we're so fearful typically of someone being like, ew, you're this, you're that. When you put yourself out there, you're going to develop a skin where, and get to a point where you're just like, I don't care. Yeah. And it's a lot of personal development, right? Like you have to Mm -hmm. probably inner work, childhood trauma, all the things, right? right? (laughs) Like Susie didn't like me and she wouldn't let me sit with her at lunch. Like all of that crap comes up. So you have to- She ain't paying your bills though. So (laughs) Right. right. Susie's over here like, take this post down. I'm like, "Uh, this post is making me money. No, thank you. But there's so much personal development and like hurdles that we have to overcome that people don't see in our marketing, but there's Mm -hmm. so much of that that goes into it for sure. So yeah, I always tell, I always tell people like, if you have any issues, start your own business because (laughs) they're all going to come up and you're going to have to deal with them. You have to fix it or else it will be like detrimental to your business for sure. Yeah. And we all have issues, but you know, like (laughs) if you don't deal with them, you're going to just probably have to go get a regular job again, because if you don't deal with them, they're just going to get worse and worse. For sure. And you touched on um, like audio stuff as well, right? Like there's so many, I think audio is probably the second way to Mm -hmm. connect with people more. We do Mm -hmm. a lot of like audio audio DMs when we're talking to people, but you just have to go back to the basics and realize it's all about relationships. Like they're Mm -hmm. going to buy from you when they know you, they like you and they trust you. Like we've all heard this, 
but we, for some reason, think that we can just put stuff out and people are going to come to us, right? Like you have to connect with people. Social Mm -hmm. media is called social media because you have to be social. Like you can't expect people to like your posts if you don't go and like their posts. You can't expect them to interact and engage if you don't do that. So I think a lot of it, I mean, mindset, obviously, but the Mm -hmm. marketing side is just huge and there's so many options. So find what works for you. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And, you know, just if something doesn't work, pivot a little and, you know, find something about, but really try to work it out because I think that that's the problem. We all pivot, 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 pivot. We're pivoting too so many fast. Pivots. Yes. Too yeah. many pivots <laughs> is sometimes really bad. You have to pivot and give it enough time. Like you can't just be like, oh, it didn't work for a month. And I'm like, you right. should probably try it for longer than 30 days. <laughs> right. And tracking. And I think that that's one thing too, that people are not oh, yeah. looking at, like you're not looking at your analytics. You're not tracking the conversions. You're not looking at these things yep. because they're boring and I get it, but I think people only go by likes. They're Mm -hmm. like, Oh, it didn't get likes. Nobody shared it. And that means nothing like, right. You could have a million likes and that equals $0 in your bank account, or you can have five comments that equals a lot of money in your bank account. Like you have or conversions, new signups to your newsletter, like emails, like whatever the the case is. But I always tell people, look at your analytics. Where are people coming from? Spend your time there. Look at your search. How are people getting to your website? Because social is good, but the objective is to get people to your website or to get on them on your email list where you can develop a deeper connection with them and a relationship versus like social where it's like you said, it's social, but we're liking, commenting and moving on. We're not paying attention. Swipe, swipe. swipe (laughs) Again, there's a lot of mindset stuff in that, right? Because I Mm -hmm. think a lot of people are scared of the numbers. They don't track the number one. They probably don't have a system for it. So Mm -hmm. I'm your girl (laughs) Two, I think they're scared of it. And I can speak to this too. Like, because if you start looking at those numbers, like numbers can't lie, you can like glaze over all the other things. But if you look at numbers and nothing's growing, you're like, Oh, it's really broken. And and then you feel lost. Yeah. And then you get, you go on the bottom of the roller coaster, right? You're like, and I'm terrible at my job. It's me. Right. Oh my God. All of us. We all do that. Susie was right. I suck. Susie was right. I hate it. It was so funny. I was talking to a friend and colleague um, yesterday and she's like, I sent out a survey to my people about my program. And I was like, give me all the feedback, the good, the bad, and the ugly. She's like, they only gave me ugly feedback. She's like, now I want to crawl in a hole and die. And I'm like, yeah, but give me good they gave stories. You feedback, yeah. Though. Like yeah. It, first off, it's hard to get feedback. Like for mm-hmm. anything. I was, I thought you were going to say nobody replied. So <laughs> <laughs> that's normally the case. Um, and then it's really, really hard to get good feedback. Like everyone just wants to say the bad things. Mm-hmm. But then I asked her, I was like, well, tell me a story about like a client that's had success. And some of the things that the people had said that they hated or didn't work or whatever, um, this person did all of those things and had success. I'm like, so it's the yeah. person it's not you. You have success stories. She's like, I know, but I was at the bottom of the roller coaster that day. And it, it happens It this, this yeah. is not for the faint of heart. So, <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> um, did you have, I'm sure we all have, right? Like what was one of the biggest business failures that you have had that maybe like had a spin and had an awesome lesson that you learned from it? So I think the hardest thing that I did when I first started my business was, um, doing those long projects. Um, like I was saying, because yep. I was, trying to work with like, you know, 
three, four, five clients at one time. And I was super overwhelmed. And I like to give a good customer experience, right? Like I've pride myself in that because I am all about systems and trying to make my customers and clients happy. But when you are being pulled in seven, eight different directions and you cannot afford to hire anyone to help you. So it's all on you, right? Um, I think that that was my biggest failure because as great as those clients were, as much as I love them, I felt like I failed them, even though they ended up with the website that they wanted. I felt like the process from start to finish wasn't great because it wasn't great for me. And so if it wasn't great for me, I know it wasn't great for them, but I was also getting pulled by so many clients at one time that it felt overwhelming and whoever was yelling the loudest, that's who was getting my attention. (laughs) And I think so many of our listeners can relate to that because not only the feast and famine of marketing and getting clients, then you Mm -hmm. have to deliver. And if you have all these clients and you're having to deliver for so many and you don't have systems in place, that's where Mm -hmm. most of our people are. Mm -hmm. Um, it makes it so much harder on you. And then, like you said, you can't give that customer experience, which then in turn, like, yes, they might be happy with it at the end of the day, but are they going to go shout from the rooftops and do your marketing for you? No, like it has to be the whole package. And if you're burnt out on the back end, there's no way you can give them that experience on the front end. Plus, you know, like in a service-based business where you're trying to be creative, you know, I felt like I could not even be creative because I was so burnt out. And so, you know, what ended up happening was me pivoting to these, um, these actual design days, which has improved for my clients, for myself. I'm not charging as much as I was, and I'm making more money than I was, you know? So, and I'm getting less clients, but still making more money, if that makes sense, you know? So (laughs) so I'm like, that's what we all want, right? Like work less, make more. How do we do that? (laughs) Right. But charging less, you know, but there's additional, um, Um, upsells and and things that they can add on later. You know, like, I think that that was probably the hardest thing for me in my business. And that's why I'm like, I could never go back to these long um, projects, even if I have like a bigger site or, you know, thing, I always try to say, okay, on Tuesday, this is when I'm going to make the most progress in your business. No, I love that. And I had a similar experience. Um, Everyone talks about reoccurring revenue. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. great. So I set up retainer packages and Mm -hmm. I would work with people for long periods of time. But what happened is that there was no, first off, scope creep happened like Mm -hmm. crazy because there's no way to really define that because systems change daily. Processes Mm -hmm. need updated, different softwares, different tools. So like we were just prolonging this process and like we both got burnt out and there was always something to do. And when I finally shifted to VIP days or intensives, I was like, we are fixing one very specific system And Mm -hmm. it's start to finish and I'm handing it back over to you. They could see the results. They couldn't see the results before because it was just this like chaos. And that was one of the biggest shifts for me. I was like, no, this is better for both of us. And we are all happy. (laughs) So I love that. 
No, it was, it was much better for me. And then creating some automations to go along with it. Oh, really the systems. Well. Yeah. Because once you have that flow, you know, the exact mm-hmm. flow, it's literally mm-hmm. just duplicating it over and right. over. And there's tiny customizations versus like reinventing the wheel every single time you bring on a new person. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that opened up a lot of things. And then I was able to hire help and do that. a lot of more things. And I wish that I, it wouldn't have taken me five years. I wish. Right. <laughs> Somebody give me the shortcut, make it faster. So we're going to wrap up here soon. Just a couple other things. Like what is maybe one of your favorite pieces of software that helps you? Everybody talks about the tools. Um, Now I will say to preface this, you have to have the system to put inside Mm -hmm. of the tool. Um, But what is one of maybe your favorite pieces of software to be more efficient? Oh, it's so hard because I have, (laughs) I like love all the things like ClickUp, um, Airtable, and um, I, I use Drive a lot. So all of those things, like I think, really help me organize my yeah. content and sure. and my systems and and stuff like that. Because um, with my clients, I don't really use ClickUp. That's really just internal stuff, you yeah. know. And then for the podcast and all my content and all that stuff, that's where I'm using Airtable and um, you know yeah. Drive is where everything is housed. It's awesome. I love it. Those are all great ones. We are huge Asana, whimsical. I mean, we're G Suite everything, like all the products. Mm-hmm. What is a favorite productivity hack? Like that, if you do this thing, you can get the things done. Well, I still, I still think the batching and then like switching out the things to the days, right? Like, so for Mondays, that's where I'm making videos and doing like all the marketing Tuesdays is client days. Wednesdays is like website updates and, you know, things of that nature, you know, Thursdays I'm doing calls and then uh, Fridays is where I'm focusing in on like creating stuff. I love it. Um, as everyone knows, that's why we get along the most because um, we're all about batching and we use the BCO method. It's just business development, client services operations, but you covered all of those. And no, it doesn't happen all the time, right? Like sometimes you have mm-hmm. to switch it up. So what I like to do though, is just make sure that I have an hour of my business before anybody else's stuff. So yes. even <laughs> like, let's say that I am dedicating Monday to marketing, right? And making videos or whatever. I'm going to do that for the first half of the day before I even dive into my email to see what anybody needs, because otherwise their needs take precedent over mine. And then I don't get my stuff done. Then I know I don't make forward progress if I'm not getting my stuff done. Yep. I tell people they need CEO time daily. They need CEO days monthly. Like you have to work on your business and not just in it, or you're going yeah. to burn out at some point for sure. I know it's hard though, but, and people don't understand how to, to do it, how to implement it. And I always say like, do it before you do anything else, because yeah. <laughs> their stuff is, you're going to want, you're going to feel obligated to do your client's oh, stuff. 100%. That's how you, you make your money. Email and everything's <laughs> hanging at you. You're like, and now I can't do anything else. Yeah. Right. Crazy. Right. Awesome. Anything else that you feel like would be helpful as far as, um, marketing website design, that you want to share with the audience? No, I can't, I can't yeah. think of anything. <laughs> no, I feel like I've said all the things. That's good. No, I love when we cover everything and it's all wrapped up in a nice, pretty bow. So um, awesome. Well, where can people find you? Do you have any resources that would be helpful? Where can they come hang out? Um, mostly I am on my website, obviously, is ritasuzanne.com. And then um, as far as social goals, I've been spending a lot more time on Instagram than, um, than anywhere else. I mean, that and TikTok, I'm like, I'm, I'm about to like, I I just, I want to get on TikTok so bad. It's just the time constraint, you know, and I'm like, 
I watch TikTok, lots of watching of the TikTok and swiping. Yeah. Right. Well, watching, right. And then I'm like, oh, I could definitely come in and do this. And now, you know, yeah. and then that could be repurposed to YouTube, you know, all this other stuff too. So I'm like, oh gosh, I'm just all about repurposing as well. So I'm like, in my mind, I'm going to go everywhere. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. No. But you got started with the one and then you can start expanding. That's the key to this is simplifying. So I love it. Right. Awesome. Just build your audience on one. You can be everywhere. Just build audience yes. on one. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for popping in. Um, everybody go check out Rita. Um, all the show notes will have all the links and everything for her so you can connect with her. Um, and also be sure to download the Mighty Networks app and join the Productivity Pod community. Uh, if this was an episode that has helped you, make sure you share it out with the share feature, the reviews, share it with a biz bestie, whatever that looks like for you. Um, and we will see you guys next time.